The Texas Rangers are World Series champions for the first time in franchise history. They were just one of six teams to never win it all. You can cross them off the list. They beat the Arizona Diamondbacks in five games. And in overall playoffs that were not that great. Sure, the NLCS, ALCS were great, but wildcard round, divisional round, World Series, just not, not super memorable. Yeah, it, it kind of sucked because like that, this is the finale to what I would call a just fantastic major league season. You know, you get a lot of guys that came out of the gutters. Obviously, the Diamondbacks were a team that nobody saw coming. The, the Baltimore Orioles had that hype, but they really lived up to it. And it was such a disappointing end of the season. Um, you know, Zach Gallen does his job, goes six, six, yeah, six and a third with one earned, three hits, six strikeouts in an elimination game and the Texas Rangers just made a joke of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yeah. And we saw the Arizona offense kind of struggle, especially in game five. Um, you know, obviously Nathan Evaldi had one of the, one of the best um, postseason runs by a starter in recent memory. Obviously mad bum is the first one that comes to mind, but just off top of the head, he had one hell of a postseason, regardless of where you want to rank him five and Oh, uh, the, the Rangers 11 and Oh on the road, just incredible stuff. But what, what do you think happened in that game five for the Diamondbacks? Is it just cause their offense is such a young team or is it just Evaldi is well, Evaldi. Eovaldi is a monster, and that's what I'm going to pin it on. I think that's what you have to pin it on if you're the Diamondbacks. But in the same thought, like you also have to like give it to this very inexperienced offense. I think that in a couple of years, if they go back, like you'll see this offense obviously change just because of development, and that's just how the game of baseball works. But I couldn't believe how hard the Diamondbacks got shut down. They were legitimately a offensive powerhouse the first couple rounds of this series, even into the NLCS against Philly, they outbattled the just absolutely terrorizing offense of Philadelphia and they just fell apart. I don't know how that works. Um, I guess it did come down to the starting pitching. Um, the Diamondbacks were great, but I don't think you can even, I mean, it was, it was unfathomable what Corey Seager did. And I think that that was the turning point of this series. Yeah, definitely. Corey Seager, I mean, the World Series MVP, what, the second player all time to win two World Series MVPs on two different teams, the only other one to be Reggie uh, Jackson? Yes, the first player, however, to win it in both leagues, which is just an insane statistic. I, I mean, yeah, and I put out a tweet about Corey Seager today on the Pack Pack the Brew account. Go follow that on Twitter. And I just tweeted everything he's done. And at 29 years old, by the way, I, for some reason, I, I was thinking this guy was like 31, 32, but 29 years old, 11 seasons, rookie of the year, four-time All-Star, two-time World Series champ, two-time World Series MVP, NLCS MVP, two-time Silver Slugger, uh, 873 career OPS, 32.2 F4. Is this guy on the path to Cooperstown or is he already already in at this point? Oh man, he's already in. I mean, when you're in the same conversation as Reggie Jackson, Mr. October himself, and you're getting that nickname too, man, I you have to give Corey Seager that nod. Like you mentioned, four-time all-star, two-time World Series champ, two-time World Series MVP, 292, 361, 512, 873 career. 
in just a insane stat line for Corey Seager and one of those guys that somehow the national media, I feel like you don't see anything of Corey Seager during the season. And then to see this postseason run, I mean, I think that he has to be a guy that you follow next year if you're like an MLB account official, right? Yeah, he's going to finish second in AL MVP voting. The only reason he's not winning is because, well, Shohei Otani still exists. We'll see if he's in the AL, that being Otani again in 2024. But, I mean, Seager, you go and look at his numbers, and they're, they're incredible. This wasn't just some fluke postseason runners, fluke World Series, which we've seen. Um, I, I think a great example last year was Jeremy Pena, with all due respect for him, a, a fantastic rookie last year. Uh, but overall, his... Overall numbers compared to what he did in the postseason, you know, I don't, I hate using the world, the word fluke for him, but, but you get what I'm saying. A huge difference. Corey Seager is Corey, Corey Seager. He's one of the best hitters in baseball. And I think he was the most scariest, most scariest. That's not English, but I don't care. Scariest hitter in, in this series for sure. And that goes with what we saw from Garcia. Even if Garcia stayed healthy, I still think Seager is going to be the most feared hitter in the series. Yeah, I agree with you, and I think Adolis Garcia in the grit of this Texas Rangers team has to be mentioned when you're talking about this World Series. Um, Adolis Garcia and Max Scherzer both got injured in the same night, and they came back the next day, and the Rangers went out, and I think they blew out the D-backs, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, they absolutely blew them out of the water in a, a game that on the score card you're like okay like that one was close like 11-7 that's kind of a shootout but it was it was all Rangers all game and it just ended up being a couple late season or late game homers for the for the D-backs to kind of put them back in that game but the grit of the Texas Rangers has to be mentioned when talking about this series I don't think that to come out after to come out the way they did after Adolis Garcia who was in contention for the most scary hitter in the series and Max Scherzer who is a just a vet of all kinds. It was just insane to see them do that. And I think that that from that point on after that game, you were like, yes, they are going to win this series in five games because there's no way they let another one go in the desert. Yeah. And let's talk about that game three where Garcia and Scherzer both went down. You know, it's, it's kind of crazy to call a game three where a series is tied one, one, a must-win game, but I felt like that was for the Texas Rangers because Scherzer goes down. He's pitching great. He goes down. Garcia goes down, and with that Scherzer injury, you got to go and bring in John Gray, who did incredibly. got the win. He pitched a fantastic game uh, for the Rangers, but he was supposed to pitch game four, so if he goes out and does not win that game for that Rangers team, then it's like, well, we're down 2-1. Scherzer's out. Gray's not going to be able to pitch again until at least game game six, probably. And it's like you're in a big dilemma right there if you're the Texas Rangers. So if they don't win that game, I'm not sure if the Rangers go and win the series because obviously they rode a ton of momentum at, after that game, too. Yeah, putting it in as a must win is a great, great you know analysis. I agree with that entirely. Um, I mean, you covered all the points. I think that that's a fantastic analysis. Uh, I mean, we could talk about this World Series for hours, but how about the next one, Ryan? Uh, we put out a tweet on the Pack the Brew account. Who's winning the 2024 World Series? And when I'm looking at all 18 replies that we've got, a lot of them are telling me the Milwaukee Brewers, and I appreciate that, but I would love, I'll believe it when I see it. I'll believe it when I see it. Um, I like the pick from. 
there's a couple there's a couple pretty good ones in there. Uh J- Jordan Jordan Love, great pick. Uh fantastic one. Got to got to love that one. Uh from Bryce's Beast 21, the unbiased pick. Uh, the Homer pick is the Brew Crew. Obviously, would love to watch him go to the World Series, but the Astros, and I think that's a great pick. Uh, to be very honest with you, I don't think that there's a safer bet in this world than the Astros returning to uh, another extremely long postseason run. Yeah, I mean the Astros are gonna yet again have the same team going out there, and they've had a, I'd say, a good amount of success before this year. Even this year, they went to the LCS. So a lot of people would say that's a pretty successful year. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just some other replies. You see the Mariners in there. Uh, I've seen someone obviously joking, jokingly said the Tigers. Someone said the Cardinals, which I can't see because they don't have any starting pitching. Um, unless they go, yeah, they can go and sign Sonny Gray and whoever, but at the end of the day, they still don't have much starting pitching. Uh, our friend Lucas said who, that whatever team signs Shohei Otani, and if that is a team like the Dodgers, then obviously, yeah, they have a great chance right there. But right now, this 2024 World Series is... I mean, pretty open. Obviously, we'll see what the offseason has for us, but this is a really open World Series where I don't think anyone's a super clear favorite right now, and that's why it's so way too early predictions. Right, yeah. That's the best part of the baseball offseason. Whatever 140-some-odd days that we have to wait now, and we get to just sit here and guess who is going to be your World Series champion. Uh, there's a infinite number of combinations that it could be, but I just can't wait for the next one. The The best World Series is the next one. <laughs> yeah, the the best World Series is the one the Brewers win. If if I'm still still alive for that one, uh, but you go and look at this Rangers team, and not a lot of people are talking about them. You look at like way too early power rankings. You look at Vegas odds. Not a lot of people are given a ton of love for the team that just won it all, and for the most part returning the same exact core you're going to get a full season from josh young from evan carter who also was an, an insane uh rookie for this rangers team if if anything the rangers odds odds should be pr- pretty good i understand if they're not the favorite but they should be pretty high up there yeah i mean it's kind of the Vegas thing, right? They just kind of throw whatever odd line they think. And I bet you the Astros is one of the first ones because why? Because they almost made another World Series this year and the Texas Rangers ended up being the World Series champions. But the Astros, you know, very close. Yeah, and right now Vegas has Atlanta Braves as a favorite at plus 700s and the Dodgers at plus 750 with the two bottom feeders being to no surprise, the Rockies and the Athletics at plus 15,000. But can we just go back to this Rangers World Series run real quick? Because this was almost as impressive as it gets. You go and lose game 162 on the road to the Mariners, a team who's playing for absolutely nothing other than the spoiler spoiler your season. If you win that game, you get a nice break. You get to chill, watch the wild card series. And instead, you lose one nothing. I, I just can't get over this run. I thought the Rays were going to beat them. They embarrassed the Rays. They embarrassed the one seed Baltimore Orioles in Camden Yards, too, in two of those games. They go and take down the team that, as you said, you never bet against the Houston Astros. And then for a team who's on an amazing Cinderella team, Cinderella run in the Arizona Diamondbacks has been has their own extremely impressive run. They, you know, there are some close games, but for the most part, they kind of embarrass them. Yeah, I can't believe this run either. I mean, it's so historic when you look at 
who was in this series. I mean, guys like Max Scherzer, who obviously have that playoff experience, and they just brought it to this team. Corey Seager obviously has that playoff experience too. World Series ring, World Series MVP, and it's just it's just so unreal that the Rangers were able to do what they did. And then you look on the other side of this too. I mean, we made a pretty premature take by saying that this World Series, I mean, this there was not a good game in this series. Like, I mean, score-wise, they're all blowouts. Game one. But, game one was right. pretty damn game good. One. Yeah, that was it. That was it. That was your best game of probably the entire playoffs. And it just, that's what it came down to. And, I mean, you want to say Texas had an improbable run, but how about the D-backs, man? Unreal. Yeah, and this is another team that should be pretty high up there in the World Series odds. This is a team who's returning, for the most part, their exact core. Corbin Carroll is going to obviously get some uh, MVP votes this year. He's clearly easily going to win the rookie of the year, and he's going to probably be favored, maybe not favored, but really high up there win MVP next year. I mean, this is a very young Diamondbacks team who should make noise again next year. But I mentioned it to start, the Rangers – Cross their name off the list of the six teams who have never won a World Series. So five remaining teams, Colorado Rockies, which <laughs> doesn't look like that's going to end anytime soon. The San Diego Padres, who still have an amazing roster. For some reason, they just suck this year. The Milwaukee Brewers, <laughs> and, uh, Seattle Mariners, and the Tampa Bay Rays. The Brewers and the Padres are tied for the oldest franchise, 1969, uh, to never win a World Series. Yeah, uh, I I want to let you go first here. I kind of want to see what you're thinking. Okay, so I I mean obviously I want to pick the Brewer crew. I I don't think the Brewers are going to be great in 2024. I I really don't. I think it's a retooling year. I think they have a great loaded farm system. I'm not going to do my full. 2024 preview right here, but I think you're going to see a lot of younger guys. I think you're going to see some veterans trade away they could make a wild card spot i mean the nl central still is not great they could still win the division but i don't think they're going to be a world series contender um rockies uh sorry i i think rocky fans would even laugh at that thought uh padres just seem to be in a bad spot yeah the roster is great but a report just came out that they had to like borrow some money because they're paying so much money right now and it's like i i don't know man the padres have a new front office, have a new manager coming in. They just don't seem like they're in a good position. Yeah. Yeah. On paper, it's like, yeah, this team should compete, but I I don't see any difference between this year and next year, honestly, for them. Uh, The Rays, we'll see what happens with Wander Franco. I assume that's going to be announced pretty soon. Probably. Yeah, probably in November. I, I I think there's wait until after the World Series because they didn't want to take any attention away from the Fall Classic. Ah, uh, Mariners. I they have never played in the World Series. The only franchise to never play there, so they have a step to get before winning one. But I think the team in the best spot right now. They have a good farm. They have. George Kirby, Logan Gilbert, Luis Castile. I mean, still Robbie Ray. You want to sign on a couple of years ago. Obviously been a pretty big disappointment. But I think right now, the Salem Mariners are in the best spot to win it all between those five teams. Yeah, uh, I think that, you know, Mariners is a fair take. Brewers, like you mentioned, probably going to be a rebuilding year. That'll be hard to watch. Rockies, Rays. I'm going to just put them out of the picture. But I'm going to say that I'm going to say that the Padres are in the 
in one of the better spots. You know, they're obviously stacked with talent. Manny Machado, uh, you go Juan Soto, depending on what Josh Hader does here, it could be Josh Hader to come back. You know, this Padres team, we, I mean, they were my World Series pick this year. I wasn't, I was shocked that they disappointed everybody as bad as they did, but there's something about so many, so much talent on a field at one time that, it would be hard for me. It, I'd be kicking myself if they went and won one next year. And I wasn't like, you know what? Like this was very predictable. Like Manny Machado is a stud. So is Juan Soto. Fernando Tatis Jr. is a dog. Like up and down the roster, they're pretty sound. They just didn't play good ball last year. And for that reason, I'm going to have to tell you that I think the Padres are in the best spot. Obviously, you know, they have they have those guys that I mentioned and they may not have the farm system that Seattle does, but I think the Padres are right now guys. I mean, Mariners could do it in a couple of years, but Padres are right now. There's a couple of reasons why I'm not, I already mentioned one, why I'm not loving the Padres for next year. One, I don't think they bring back Josh Hader with the report that they're already way so way too much over the limit. There's rep- serious reports that Juan Soto will be traded. Um, they're not going to extend him. I, I don't think the Padres are going to have any more of those big contracts. Uh, I mean, there's only so many you can give, especially in San Diego. Uh, I mean, so far, they've pushed my expectations. We'll see if they keep on doing that. But sounds like Juan Soto is going to be traded. And the pitching staff overall is just not great. I, I I mean, you need pitching. You can have as many bats as you want. If you can't pitch, you can't win. Okay? I'm not saying you need the best rotation in baseball, but you need something to complement that offense. And if you're losing Soto, if you're losing Hader, if you still don't add up any pitching, I don't see how the Padres are there. But I want to go back. You said you were going to push off the Rockies, understandable, and the Rays. You're just going to brush the Tampa Bay Rays aside? Yeah, for the time being, I mean, they were a playoff team this year. I I just think that there's a lot of things up in the air. One of them is obviously Wander Franco, and that guy is, I mean, he's not in a great spot, and neither is Tampa if Wander Franco does end up, you know, the allegations are true. And, I mean, that's that's mainly the reason is just because of, just because of Wander. Yeah, obviously losing Wander. I mean, he was he wasn't going to win MVP this year, but he was he could have been a finalist. He was going to finish top four if he were to finish out the season. So yeah, that's gonna that's a huge blow. But I think the Rays proved that, like yeah, that's a huge distraction. But they could still win without him. This is still, I mean, Junior Caminero seems to be the next young, you know, all the hype in Tampa Bay. It's still a younger team, guys under cheap contracts. You're going to see full seasons of Drew Rasmussen, Tyler Glasnow, assuming he doesn't get hurt again. I, I think the Rays are always going to be there. This was the best team in baseball throughout the first few months. They were, what, finished a game or two out of being the one seed in the American League. I, I'm not picking them to win it, but I'm going to I'm gonna respectfully disagree on just brushing right. them aside. They're always dangerous. Right. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, a fantastic episode of Pack the Brew back in the books. As always, thank you guys for listening. The links are always down in the description. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, go find them. We're adding a YouTube with the shorts, the videos, if you really want to watch us talk ball. Uh, the links are in the description. A fa- another fantastic episode in the books, and we will see you in the next episode.